Hey friends, it's Mark James and I'm joined on the couch by an almost sleepy... Sarah James. <laughs> she is. She's nearly asleep. She's had a long week. She just told me she's incredibly dead. I don't know how you can be. You're either dead or you're not dead, are you? Anything that isn't dead is alive. I suppose you're not nearly dead. What you are is you're barely alive. You can't be... Can you be nearly dead? I feel like I've started on the wrong tack here. I should have gone with a different subject. What should I talk about on this Saturday evening? Should I talk about why you've had a hard week? Sarah went off to Wimbledon, as you all know. And uh, I had a TV warm-up gig, which I was stressed about. And so the pair of us really have both had stressful, but outwardly exciting events happening. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the key. The things that when you tell other people... They sound ex- they get excited for you, but you're not excited about doing it. I had the TV warm-up gig, and everyone I told about it, which is not that many people because I don't really post on social media anymore outside of this podcast, but, you know, the couple of people that I spoke to, my friends I played Call of Duty with, a couple of gigs I did or whatever, when they said, what are you doing this week? And I mentioned it. Everybody was really excited for me. Oh, that sounds brilliant, but I was stressed about it. And I think Sarah had exactly the same she didn't have a huge amount of time to be excited because it was very last minute. But she found out she was going to Wimbledon. Everyone thinks, oh my God, that must be amazing. But she was stressed about it because it was work as well as a great opportunity. So they're funny, those things, aren't you? Something that you're sort of a bit tiny. You're looking forward to be able, you're looking forward to being able to say that you did, but you're not looking forward to doing. <laughs> strange pressure unknown pressure that's what i don't like that's one of the reasons that i love doing the holiday parks so much because it's like having a residency that just happens to exist in a hundred different venues you know i might turn up to i mean i'm off now for a week let's talk about that what a dream i've got a week off and i'm really going to enjoy it too i'm going to do all the little jobs on the show that I should have done last year, but didn't want to do because I wasn't motivated by the show because I didn't know when I was going to be doing it again. But now I know I'm about to do it for eight weeks without, you know, many days off. I'm excited to do it, but I'm also in this week off excited to work on it and make it better. So I'm going to do that. But um, uh, what was I saying just two seconds ago before I accidentally slipped into that? Can you remember? What was I about to talk about? What was the thing I started saying? I'm talking to you, by the way, babe. Not addressing the audience in the pot. She's fallen asleep. She's actually asleep. She's di- she is now passed over into the realm of no longer conscious in the same room as me while I go on about this. I forgot what I was going to say. But I was talking about uh, the week and what's been going on and the fact that the weekend and I've got shows next week. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. I don't know, but I'm excited to have a week off anyway. It's going to be really good. And then I've got gigs, and um, they are... Oh, yeah, that was it, residency. Thank God it came back. I know all of you were shouting at whatever you used to listen to the podcast there. You were shouting at it going, you were talking about residency in the same venues. Yeah, so I'm about to tour all these holiday parks. But even though it's a different venue every single night... And it's a different team every single night. And it's a different manager every single night. Different stage, different get-in, different drive to a different location. Everything, every night is different. But 
I've done every single place before, in a lot of cases, more than 10 or 15 times. So uh, after the week off, the first place I'm going to is called Reeton Sands. I mean, you'll remember, I was there about two months ago because it was the place that I did the first Curious Mysteries. Do you remember the first day I did Curious Mysteries and I was over the moon about it? That was Reed and Sands. And then I've got Blue Dolphin. I've done Blue Dolphin twice in the last month. And then the next day, Primrose Valley. I did Curious Mysteries there and the entertainment manager is one of my best friends. And then Thornwick Bay. I haven't done that yet this season, but I've done it a million times. And then, you know, the next week is all places I've been before. The next week, all places I've been before. Every Every single thing. It's just all places that I've been before. And so it does feel like a residency in that the stress of setting up and getting there and who you're going to work with and all that stuff is completely removed. It's like working with the same people every night because they're all trained the same way and they all know what to expect when you turn up. And there's a bit of an alleviation of pressure in that I worry about dying for the for the audience. I mean, obviously, it's quite rare. I don't usually die. But I do worry about not having a great show. And part of that is that you want to do a good show. You know, your own, your own innate will to be successful or to be liked or whatever drives you to do a good show. But also from a business point of view, you can't afford to have a huge amount of bad shows. Because if you have a run of bad shows, then you no longer are a good act. You're a bad act. And so you're not as bookable or not as, you know, you might not be required. Or next year, if your scores drop, because it's an average of your scores. And so you want to keep that up. But after 10, 15 years of working the same venues, and most of the managers on these parks now were first-year entertainers when I first met them. You know, I've seen them all climb up through the ranks in almost every case now. I feel like they, if they've seen you have great shows 10 or 15 times, and then they see you have a shit one, they're pretty unlikely to put in the report that you had a shit one. But that works the other way as well. You know, they're very unlikely to say that you died because they know that you're good and they don't want to give you a bad report when they know that it just didn't go your way on any particular night. But I also think it goes the other way too. I feel like if you do really well all of the time, then that person is just as likely in their report to say, Mark was great as always, or whoever was great as always, they're not necessarily going to rave about you in the report because what you delivered was in line with their expectation because you're always being judged against the expectation that you are, that people have of you. And so when they expect you to be amazing and you're pretty great, then you're an 8 out of 10. If they're expecting you to be amazing and you're amazing, then you're a 9 or a 10 out of 10. But if they're expecting you to be amazing and you're just okay, you're a six or a seven out of 10. Whereas if they've never seen you before and you're pretty good, you might be a nine out of 10, you know, because you're much better than any expectation they could have had. So I think that what that leads to, and I've benefited from this in the past, of course, is younger acts coming through that might not necessarily be as good, but because they've never been seen before, there's no expectation and they're viewed as good and they've never, you know, there's, there's just nothing to, they might do some stuff that the person's never seen. So they could potentially get unfairly graded uh, more highly than you based on the fact that nobody's ever seen them before. Whereas you might get unfairly graded low because everyone knows that you're going to be good so they won't rave about you. But it does buy you the occasional let off if you do die on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a trade worth making. I mean, I can't complain. 
All I can say is I'm really happy with the show that I've got. I'm still enthusiastic after, you know, 20 years as a performer to keep working on the thing that I do every night, every single day. And I think in the room it goes well at night. And then in my diary, I'm, I'm booked. So I think that's all you can ask for. You know, what, what does it mean to be successful in entertainment? Um, to, to be able to just do it, I think is it. I think we don't need to put unreasonable expectations on ourselves and just enjoy life as it is. And I'm about to enjoy a week off. The thought of not having to drive anywhere and just get to, you know, do what you want. But what I'm really looking forward to is just opening everything up and sanding it down and making it better. I worked last night on the cigar boxes. 3.20 a.m. I was still awake just taping and writing on and, you know, doing the cigar boxes. I sort of stripped them down took all the tape off and the ends and stuff, and then I sanded them with the electronic sander. And then I just left them for a bit, cleaned them down with a bit of, uh, you know, a, a wipe uh, to get the dust off them. Then last night I went upstairs and I got the tapes out and I taped a few of them up around the edges and put some warning labels on and different stuff that's kind of more in line with the aesthetic I'm moving towards. And I did a few more today and there's only three left to do. It's one of my least favourite jobs as a rule, but because I'm doing them differently how I've done them in the past, I've actually enjoyed it. At the moment, I can't do any more because I'm waiting for different tape to arrive. I've got yellow and red and brown, but I've got no white or black, and so I want to do the last few. There's three left, and I'm going to do two of them black and one of them white. There's already one that is white. The awkward thing is, because there's an uneven number of boxes, you sort of end up with a bit of a... You know, you, uh, there's only one red now, and previously they were all red. That's going to annoy me in a way. But I also have been thinking about getting two more and making the... I can't work out if it's worth it. I don't know if there's a point when... It's got to be an uneven number for the last trick that I do in the cigar boxes. And if you want to see the routine I'm talking about, by the way, go on YouTube and search Mark James Cigar Box Juggling, and you'll see exactly the thing that I do. It's the same now as what is on that video. And it's kind of like a tango number, and it's very funny, but the juggling's very physical. Sometimes I'm completely bone dry, not sweating at all during the show. If it's going really well and I feel dead in control, I can be bone dry up until that routine, and then I'll come off sweaty because of that routine. It's quite physical. But um, I can't work out if it's worth going from nine boxes to 11, because I'm certain I could do everything that I do now with 11, but it would just be two extra boxes to carry, and would it make a big difference to the way the trick looks? Would the audience appreciate that there was 11? I don't know. I really don't know. I need to think about that. It's on my list, though. Oh, my list is the, is the improvements list. So this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. The improvements list. Um, basically, I just have a list that's got the whole show written on it, and then gaps underneath everything. And what I like to do is I keep that on the wall in the office and then I will, every time I have a thought about the show, I'll make a note in my text messages and then I'll screenshot it and then it'll live in my camera roll and then I can only delete it out of my camera roll when I've written it onto this list. I do that with all sorts of stuff. But 
this list has got a few things on that I want to improve and they will be immediately done. But then I also stare at the list and think, well, what could I do to just make that better or different? Could the music be a bit better? Could the staging be more interesting? Could I accompany this routine with a screen image that the team could change for me? Could I, you know, alter one of the props to be something different so the essence of the routine stays, but it appears more original than it appears now? Or just a million little things that you try to, it's just, it's comedy or magic when you get to a certain level of you've already got a show is about tiny, tiny increments. It's about minor percentage changes. You know, the beginning of every year when I've got a new show, like Curious Mysteries, that was about 50% changes at first because half of the show needed things changing about it the first time I did it. Even though it was good, it needed a lot of stuff. And then the next day, 40% of it needed changing. And the next day, you know, 20% and 10%. And now... My normal show that I do every single day, uh, Modern Magic, that's at like, it's just at the stage where it's about 1% changes, half a percent changes, shaving off tiny little bits or altering one word. I really like when, when I'm talking in a routine and I always remember to use alternating words. So things like, um, I'll say, this one is going to change with that one in the same way that that one is going to change with this one. And this one here will switch with that one there in the same way as that one there will switch with this one here. Rather than saying this one here and this one here, or this one there and this one there, you know, always alternating those words. And so one of my plans for this week is to go through the script and write it out you know, like I've got video of stuff and transcribe it into a document and then use that document to alter the text when I see the exact words that I say, look at it on paper and change those words so that there are no mistakes like that in there. And then re and then alter the spoken script from the newly written one. I think that's a good way to go about that. So that's on the list as well. Anyway, that's what I'm gonna be doing this week. I'll talk you through it as the week goes on. It's now July. Only six weeks until my birthday. I wonder what will happen. Will we keep going or are we going to stop? Bye, friends.